action sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today, today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. We so, do, we do. Would you stop interrupting me? As I'm, first time I'm reading the you. script here, <laughs> and you just interject. If you've never listened to Ignition before, this is uh, par for the course. May I continue? Mercy. Our, our, by the way, our, that interaction there was par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got questions about today's episodes <laughs> or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. What, Email why, us. Why are, you pointing, <laughs> why are you pointing to me, Father? I don't, I don't, what are your cues? I don't know. I'm confused because you took over. I know I did. Email us at ignition, uh, ignition at sfcatholic.org. That's ignition at sfcatholic.org. <laughs> Or tweet us at SF Diocese with the hashtag Ignition. Exactly. And by the way, it's today's episode in the singular. So you're oh. just not used to doing that part. That's why you... Uh... I just felt like we, had to, we just had to go. <laughs> go, go, I, go. I, I don't care where we're going. We just had to go. 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 Let's move. Move. Uh, happy Lent, Father. Hey, thanks. I like Lent. Yep. We... Uh, you know, I, the the episode that uh, even though it is better th- to give than receive, I still like Lent. We still you appreciate it when you receive. Um, the episode that we aired a couple weeks ago on persevering in Lent mm-hmm. still, even though we recorded that several weeks ago now. Oh yeah, still still <laughs> sticking with me. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, the uh, here uh, I'm being serious and you're laughing at me. No, no, I'm laughing at myself because uh, like one of my Lenten uh, disciplines, I've been really shoddy on it. <laughs> <laughs> What is the Lord trying to tell you? And I missed, like, Did you like, discern that properly? One and a half weeks on that. Yeah. And so I just. Yeah, but it's good. You know, but you just pick it up. You don't. You don't try to like uh, go like try to like, get everything caught up. Just pick it up where you're at. Right. Exactly. Now. Yep. Yeah. That's we're talking about ignition two fifty two fifty two. By the way, uh, two fifty two. If you want to check out what we're talking about, uh, looked a couple weeks ago at. Persevering in Lent. What do you do if you're having a lousy if Lent? If you need some perseverance or encouragement with your own Lent. Exactly. So uh, we should introduce ourselves for the new listeners. Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. I'm from uh, the Pius Twelfth Newman Center in Brookings with the uh, college students for South Dakota State, as well as at St. Paul's Parish of White. And I am Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, so... Speaking of listener feedback, what shall we talk about? Let's talk about some listener feedback. Okay, we um, as as <laughs> despite the joking uh, uh, that we were um, undertaking or whatever you was joking with one another earlier, we do appreciate listener feedback. We and, do, and we do have a, a, a listener question that we um, want to uh, answer today. So um, it was emailed by one of you uh, wondering about calendars. Yes, um, and, and the fact that. Um, Throughout the world, uh, I think universally, I don't know for certain, but I think most of, if not all of the world, um, follows a calendar that dates to what we, what, what generally to the birth of Jesus Christ. Right. Even people who aren't Christians follow this calendar. And so the question was, um, why do non-Christians follow the calendar that revolves around Christ? 
and then we'll also talk a little bit. There's a follow up question there about the church calendar and our Western calendar. So it is, I don't, I don't know if, how many people have thought about it before, Father, but I think we take it for granted and don't always think about the fact that our our calendar dates roughly to the birth of Jesus Christ. So we're the year 2016 now, roughly 2016 year. Yeah, 2016 years since Jesus was born. Whether you're not a, whether you're Christian or not, the calendar that you, we follow in our daily life is set by the birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's uh, one of the impacts of the Christian faith on the world in that regard, and um, one that's pretty hard to to scrub out of the world. Right. You know, um, uh, it'd be really hard to 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 redate everything in that regard. You know, I, I remember just a brief tangent about trying to scrub out um, around the, at the second Vatican council, the first uh, constitution that was really released was on the liturgy. And I talked about, and, and we'll get at the end a little bit to the liturgical calendar, mm-hmm. but how um, secular calendar, you know, by and large doesn't matter, but it referred to some attempts, which it didn't state this, but apparently um, during the French revolution, mm-hmm. the revolutionaries tried to come up with, I think a 10 day week, right? And the church at Vatican II just reiterated, no, a seven-day week, because that's what our Lord gave us. Yeah, well, yeah. even the whole idea of a seven-day week, uh, which is even more fundamental, <clears throat> I think, uh, to human existence, a seven-day week, uh, and more fundamental, or more, I said not fundamental to human existence, but fundamental to our human experience right now, and uh, more of an impact on our human experience, and that itself comes from our faith. We didn't even talk about that. That's a great no, point. No, yeah, yeah. So I just, there have been times before in history to scrub out in that deep way. Like we're going to get rid of a seven week calendar or a seven day calendar, go to a 10 day calendar and it didn't work out. No. Um, anyway. Yeah. So the, uh, um, and of course the French revolution wanted to scrub any reference to, uh, the church and to Jesus Christ from, uh, from within its, uh, uh, from within, from 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 the world, and so it had that uh, attempt to do a ten day week or things like that to right. restructure things. Um, part of that's there's an okay. This is a silly thought. Yes. Okay. There's an old Simpsons uh, line from Grandpa Simpson. And it was on a, a friend of mine, actually a priest of our diocese. It was on his computer as one of his notifications. Like if he had a fault, on, you know, like he'd changed all the little beeps and yep. buzzes your computer makes when you do something wrong. He changed them so one of, so they're all like lines from the Simpsons. And uh, this one was uh, uh, Grandpa Simpson, an older character, uh, saying, the metric system is the tool of the devil. My car gets 15 rods to the hog's head, and that's the way I like it. <laughs> and so that's, that quote stuck with me in a lot of ways. Apparently. Just when, when you actually like, really learned about like the metric system and uh, their desire to scrub any references to, well, and, uh, the, uh, the aristocracy, to monarchy, right. Right. and then also to the church. And so, yep. So, uh, there, in many ways, how we keep time is deeply rooted in our faith. Yeah, and so. and not even just on the level of like the years, but even just the counting of the days. Exactly. So, but we are going to talk mostly focusing on here on um, the num- numbering of years and, and why it is that universally this is considered the year two thousand sixteen. Um, as opposed to something else. And we'll talk about some of the the something else's shortly. Um, So just a brief bit of history. Uh, It was uh, actually a 6th century monk. So in the 6th century AD, uh, a monk uh, living in Rome, Dionysius Exiguus, Exiguus. Well done. Thank you. uh, Is the guy who sort of calculated and came up with 
with with the 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 year numbering system that we that's been universe, universally adopted since then. Um, so Christians ho- always haven't always used exactly. AD and BC. Exactly. Right. Right. Um, so it came out you know centuries after the birth of Christ, where it was numbered. Um, there was numbering before that. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but I think just to cal- clarify the terminology, Father, briefly. So we are living in AD 2016. Um, as opposed to, for instance, living in 2016 BC. So um, BC, AD, and and a lot of people, I think, you and I talked about this before we recorded, BC, most people know, stands for... Before Christ. And a lot of people think that AD stands for... After his death. Exactly. After the death of Christ or something like that. What do they do with the 33 years in the middle? <laughs> well, that's uh, that'd be two IT... I am in the uh, in ITM. ITM? <laughs> in the middle. Six in the middle. Anyway, uh, that's a good question. They probably don't think about it. AD actually stands for uh, Anu Domini. In the year of the, the Lord. Lord. 2016. So, so uh, and interestingly, Father and I were doing some research. Like, so AD, Anu Domini, in the year of the Lord, came to be uh, the nomenclature. Pretty early on, shortly after Dionysius Exiguus um, came up with the calendaring, the numbering that he did, BC obviously is in English, right? Uh, but, but that's not that doesn't have Dionysius the... <laughs> Exiguus did not speak English, no, speak... and the English language as it currently is <laughs> did not exist. Exactly. So interestingly, and, and I'm pretty sure about this, I have to verify this, but I think other countries probably have their modern language equivalents of BC. I kind of I try I tried googling around trying to check that out as right. we were prepping. I couldn't find that. So everybody uses well, until recently, everybody used AD Anno Domini, whether you were Christian or not, um, and whether you spoke Latin, Latin or English or, or German or Italian exactly. or whatever. But if referring to the years before the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, it I think it varied country to country. But we obviously use BC because it means before Christ. And I think there's like they talked about. Uh, Venerable Bede, right? Who's a, a saint as well? Yeah, he is. Yep. Uh, but uh, and a historian, how he really popularized uh, the use of Anu Domini, and also he had a phrase like "before the birth of the Christ," right? Um, which just gets shortened up into English to BC, right? Now, and just to to forewarn you, if you've run into this before, you might run into you know your um, your annoying. I'll put it this way. It's probably uncharitable. <laughs> but it's actually, it's a figment of my imagination, so I could be uncharitable towards figments. Of your um, your annoying uh, nephew who's a sophomore in college and comes comes home and at Christmas tells you, Jesus wasn't born. There's no year zero. Jesus wasn't born in the zero because there is no year zero. He wasn't even born in 1 AD. Yes, we know that. Well, I mean, how could there be like a zero? Right. There I isn't. mean, he was born or he wasn't. Right. So there is no zero. It's one BC in the English-speaking world and one AD. Those are the years um, that fall on either side. And we've known for a long time that Dionysius probably got his calendar a little bit off. And so Jesus is probably born in what we would now call 6 BC. Um, and But that doesn't shake my faith, Father. No, because, what about you? Because Jesus was still born. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was still born. Okay, well, right. So they got, I mean, if you want to change everything, we're actually in the year 2010. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or are we in the year 2022? 
No, it'd be the year 2010. No, I think we're in 22 because we have to add six more because no, he was if wrong. Born, if he was born in 6 BC, Jesus wasn't born in 6 AD. He's born in 6 BC. I know. So you have to add six more to where we are. Ah, oh, yeah. you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. You're right. Man, 2022, it's a crazy world. <laughs> we just skipped, I don't know, we just skipped the presidential election. No comment. <laughs> we actually, we actually, we skipped two. That's not a bad prospect. <laughs> okay, so. President Hector Camacho. Okay. <laughs> Mountain Dew. That's from, a, that's from a movie. I believe you. Okay. Um, so that that's how we got to where we are in terms of the numbering. They did number years before Dionysius Exiguus in the 6th century, though. Right. Um, now, not as universally, maybe, but there were different calendaring systems. So in the Roman Empire, they had the uh, they numbered it from the founding of the city of Rome, right. which uh, was Ab Urbe Condita, uh, or uh, abbreviated AUC. Right. And that goes back to, uh, I think, like 735 BC. Or okay. Oh, something. wow. Oh, yeah. The, the founding of the city. Yeah, right. something like that. Yep. Romulus and Remus, um, the uh, the twins of Rome, but the uh, and then like you know we've also heard uh, we didn't prep this, but I was thinking about like you know you hear about and they had the Chinese years, the lunar right. years, you know yep. the year of the monkey, the year of yep. the, and so that isn't maybe a sequential counting as much as it is a cyclical counting uh, in that sort of case. And then also certainly for the Jews, and this continues today, mm. um, Jews uh, religiously speaking, Jews. Uh, number the uh, the years based on traditionally the years since the creation of the world. Now, most Jews aren't what we call young earth creationists where God literally created the world in six 24-hour periods mm-hmm. about 6,000 years ago, but they do religiously uh, number their, their calendar that way. Um, so we're, I, I don't remember. We're well in we're five... 5775 or so. I looked at it. 70. I don't know. Uh, yeah, 5775. Okay. 5775 yeah. is, is the year that we're in. And that's actually that the official calendar of the nation of Israel. It, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, there are all, uh, certainly different ways that that uh, one might number the years as they go by year after year after year. The one that is predominant, though, is um, still BCAD. Father, right. you can say something. Oh, I just on the Jewish thing. And the Jewish calendar, I'm actually wrong. <laughs> So we're we're actually like in like fifty seven seventy seven right. That now. was in twenty fourteen or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so um, before we move uh, That's ahead, odd remembering on your part that you remember that it was in twenty fourteen that we were fifty seven seventy five. Probably looked at the same source. <laughs> ah, you're googling at the same time. <laughs> well, earlier I just oh, earlier. Okay. okay. Uh, before we go on, just in case anybody just happened to tune in um, while we've been underway. You're listening to Ignition, a broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And if you've got questions about anything we're discussing today or ideas for future episodes, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. So, um, we're, and we're looking today at why is it that that uh, around the world, people follow a calendar based on the birth of Jesus Christ. So I think, Father, what this really... Why, getting really to the the question um, that that our listener posed, uh, why is it that other other civilizations, other societies where Christianity is a maybe a tiny minority, um, why do those countries also follow this calendar? I frankly, I just think it comes down to the fact that the influence of uh, European peoples and nations on the on our modern era. 
Yeah, and uh, just kind of the, the, the Western civilization uh, predominance in that way. So I'd be curious to know, and, and also probably from some other countries, a desire to uh, <clears throat> to be up to pace with or up to on the same page with these uh, dominant Western countries right. in that way. Right, right, right. So, but I do think it's it's interesting, and, and I, I was sharing this a little bit with Father before um, before we recorded. Uh, just the sense of time as a linear progression, mm. as opposed to a cycle uh, that repeats endlessly, uh, really is was distinctive. Actually, before Christianity, even among to, to the Jews, right? It's part of our it's our part of our heritage from Judaism, right? So, say more about that on your part. Well, just I mean, as as Christians, I mean, we're uh, we we never forget that we have a intellectual and spiritual uh, foundation in uh, the Jewish faith, and we should never have as Christians we shouldn't have such a sharp divide, right? In that way, right? Um, and so there certainly is a, a division to uh, Jewish people of the modern day, but um, it shouldn't be like a harsh or sharp divide in that way. And so one of those heritages, heritages, one of the things we've inherited is uh, the sense of, of time as linear progression and therefore really the idea of history at all. Right. Um, but I think you could do like, uh, and probably people have done studies on this, about how history in the way that we consider history really is a Western thing. Right. And it comes out of this notion that the world, and not even a Western thing, it's, even, it's more of a Judeo-Christian thing because uh, Greek uh, the Greeks uh, probably didn't have the same sense of nope. progression. They had a sense of a cyclical yep. history. Um, but we, because uh, we believe in a created and ordered world and a God who creates and orders, uh, which is part of our Jewish inheritance in that way, uh, the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, we believe that the world can be know- knowable. The world can be discoverable. Uh, and so we can make sense of things. That's part of what our whole uh, counting does. Right, that shows shows that we recognize the possibility of the knowability of the world. Right, and it's an expression of that. Right, right. Um, the the thing I was sharing with Father before um, we went on the air, uh, Father Richard Veres has a book called Jesus of Israel: Finding Christ in the Old Testament, and he makes the point that um, the Jews had the, because the idea of time is cyclical. Right, makes a lot of sense in many ways. Yeah, seasons. You know, goes from uh, fall to winter to spring to summer to fall to winter to spring to summer. You know, people are born and people die, and new people are born and new people die. And... Um, I, I, uh, the the state in which we live heavily heavily agricultural, right? Uh, in terms of industry, obviously there's the cycle, the agricultural cycle, and so on too. And yet the Jews saw that. Yes, there are those cycles, but more fundamentally, there is this linear sense. Uh, and Father Veris points out that they probably had this because God kept promising things to his mm. people that they themselves did not experience, that right. it was always in the future. Right. Uh, and so you had this idea that well, I, we have not, or in fact, God promised that their children might so Abraham would have all these descendants. That implies a future, which implies a linear progression. And and, and then some of them also lived in the uh, fruit of those rewards, though, too. Right. You know right. I mean? So someone in Moses' day lived and said, yeah, wow, God's made a, a, a nation out of Abraham. They right. could look around and see the million or so. So there was a past as well, both right. a future and a past, which, impl- again, uh, deepened that sense of, of linear progression. Yeah. The other thing, too, that with, with that linear progression comes a sense, as opposed to a cyclical view, um, 
of of direction in life and meaning and purpose in life. Mm-hmm. If it all repeats, that's where you mentioned the Greeks. They very much had this idea of the who is more powerful than the gods, the fates, right? So so. Yeah, yeah and, and, and that you'd lived as a captive of the fates in a certain sense. Right. You couldn't escape your right. fate. Yep. Uh, and a nation couldn't escape its fate. Yep. It seemed destined for it to happen in that way. Right. Did you ever, did you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, not really. It, so it had its spinoff show Angel. Okay. Angel was this good vampire. Anyway. <laughs> good vampire. Um, it all began there, good vampire. Joss Whedon, Whedon is mm-hmm. the, the creator of both shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a, a brilliant filmmaker who's also a pretty strong atheist and a pr- pretty thorough atheist, and then he recognizes some of these inheritances that right. we have in our society because of Christianity and Judaism, um, and he rebels against them. So I, th- I just remember there's an episode of the show Angel that I saw once where the the power of the fates to control things uh-huh. was very much... So really a, a pagan worldview, which would fit with... Right. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but would fit with Wayden's... Sensibilities, pagan in a descriptive way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And even just thinking of um, on the flip side of this, we have where people have uh, in our own day, like the the secular humanists, have rejected the notion of God and God ordering the world and God putting the world onto a motion and and God having a plan and a and a movement, a progress to things, and they just keep this idea of progress right. and this idea of historical progress to. Uh, towards some goal that they determine for themselves, that a secular humanist determines for themselves. And so you can see um, kind of a de-Christianizing in that sense as well. And that's one of the ways, that, but, but they, have, they would, I think most of them would have no idea that that sense of progress is Judeo-Christian in origin. Right. That if you really want to scrub away to use that metaphor we used earlier, scrub away uh, Judeo-Christianity and its, and its you heritage. You have no sense of progress then no. either. No sense of moving towards some bright, exactly. shining future. Yep. So you you, uh, you can't have it both ways. Well, why not? If you, if you want to eat the cake, you have to have it. <laughs> I don't know. Can Con- I take a picture of the cake and consist- then still have the cake consist- and then I can eat it? Consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. I forgot. <laughs> what is that from? I, it's... A, it's, it's <laughs> I don't, have you ever heard that phrase before? No. Yeah, that's. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I disagree with it vehemently. But anyway, yeah. So uh, this idea of uh, linear history is again, I think, part of the reason why it has the influence that it does. Right. So, so having said all this, Father, it's true though that in our in, in our day and age. We are moving away. At least some people are moving away. Book, some book publishers are certainly moving away from BC and AD in usage. And I've even I'm just trying to think, trying to think to when I first noticed that. And it might have been I was in uh, at the University of St. Thomas in college seminary, and I had to take a couple of theology courses. And in the textbooks there, nineteen or that'd be two thousand uh, two thousand one, spring two thousand two. Uh, where I first noticed uh, this different notation. Yeah, I think for me, probably about mid-90s, maybe late 90s, so it probably fit in there. And that's uh, BCE and CE, uh, corresponding to BC and AD. So the common era and before the common era. Right. So this is the way that that secular humanists and... uh, are are trying to get around this. um, Because honestly, I don't know. I've never heard great protests from people of other, and I'm not denying, I just have never heard somebody complain uh, who's not a Christian about the fact that we order our 
our calendar based on around the birth of Jesus Christ. I'm pretty sure it's more of that that secularism. Well, like, who who says you have to have uh, one unified uh, calendar of counting of years throughout the world? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, why can't Israel go on the Jewish calendar? Why can't Chinese China stay on the Chinese calendar? You're making the money sign at me. Yeah, because I think it's about uh, it makes makes um, international transactions easier. Oh, totally, totally for money, and then even think of like uh, computers, right? And uh, the organized computer files. The computers aren't sick. <clears throat> we'll go back to the the year two thousand, <laughs> and whether computers would get all reset uh, uh, at double zero, right? And I think, it, frankly, also, I mean, if, if not just international transactions, but international meetings. I mean, right. the UN, when you're planning your agenda for next year's meeting, what year are we meeting? In? But the funny thing is that even though they've switched maybe to this idea of CE in the common era, when does the common era begin? Yeah, it's dated to what is dated the traditional birth of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and what makes it common? What, what, what happened? Ah, good, yeah. What happened in 1 AD? or one CE that made that suddenly we had what in common exactly? Yeah. Uh, a religion that claims to have a uh, <laughs> Univ- universal uh, 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 spread, universal call, a Catholicism. <clears throat> oh, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. But you, uh, yeah. Why, why is this the common era? What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. What's in common? Right. I mean, to me, what was in common in the year five AD between uh, China and uh, 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 Peru. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what was in common in 523 AD between uh, the, the Ural Mountains and Australia? And in Australia. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Nothing. Right. It's, it, it, it's just a way to try to get around that Christian heritage. Yeah. The way to oppose it in some way. Right. So, Father, we got a little over a minute left. Uh, maybe just a quick note on church calendar. Yeah, so the uh, the original questioner, the listener who sent in the question, asked us, um, how does our own church calendar fit with our Western calendar? Um, I'd say that the Western calendar is actually more fitted into the church calendar right. than the other way around. Right. right. So it, it definitely, I mean, the Western calendar, the Julian calendar predated Christianity. Mm-hmm. But but by and large, it's, we call it the Gregorian calendar from Pope Gregory right. the twelfth, I think, in uh, several centuries ago, the second millennium for sure. Um, who who did that? And and well, I think we're running out of time. What we do you want to say? Out of time. No, I, I don't know if I have much to add on that. But we we did talk about how though that the Christian calendar, well, it's in the Western calendars as the listener calls it. At the same time, it's not uh, s- slave to it because we follow things like our Easter follows the the Jewish lunar calendar. Right. So therefore Passover comes, you know, it, it's also On the first Sunday after the first sol- full moon after the equinox. Maybe we'll get into the that the liturgical calendar another time. So, but that's just a little bit again, um uh, just a listener question, so uh good segue to wrap up this episode of Ignition. If you've got questions about something we discussed today or if you've got an idea for a future episode, please email us ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet at us sfdiocese use the hashtag ignition. And until next time dear listeners, may almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.